Our story begins with war. A clashing of gods so destructive that nearly two-thirds of the population would not survive. They call this time the Calamity. In an effort to escape the decimation of the surface world, five families took refuge in an isolated area of the Underdark, drawn in by the innate well of magical power. Only to find that they were not the only ones drawn to the magic, and the denizens of the Dark would not let it go so easily. War waged both above and below. Until a device was crafted, an accumulation of five crafts bound as one to push back the evils of the darkness from whence they came. Now, centuries have passed, and a city has been forged in total isolation from the world above, and as such, the nameless city has known peace. However, nothing good ever truly lasts, and the darkness has always promised to come back. Now, faced with a resurgence of evils long since put at bay, three champions must rise, tasked with gathering an army strong enough to push back the darkness once and for all. These unsuspecting heroes must brave the world of the surface and the unknown dangers that lie in wait in order to save their city, their people, and any hope for the future that remains. Jazara Telena, a half-drow gloomstalker ranger, tasked with the protection of her companions and burdened with a dangerous curiosity for the unknown world above. She hunts the darkness with arrows more precise than the morals that dictate her aim. Ashakel, a dampier twilight cleric who walks the fine line between knowledge both sacred and forbidden. Under the caring eye of the Moonweaver and the otherworldly gaze of haunting red glow of the moon Brutus, she toes the line of darkness and light to bring forth the magic of twilight. Valkaria Nykor, a tiefling shadow sorceress, coalesced from arcane shadows and carved from the frozen flames of the deepest pits of the Nine Hells. Youth and duty clash within as the world before her unfolds. Hey y'all! Hey y'all! It's Misty. It's Oni. And Aaron. And we are back with another episode of our Nameless City campaign. And before Ooh. we get into all of the fun of the recap and like all of that weird stuff, I have a little bit of a story. It's more of a something Ariel told me today. And oh I have Ooh. to share it with you because I, I just, I want all of you, all of you to hear this <laughs> and just. I'm worried fall over dead so i was talking to her today and she said that recently she was like i'm not sure if she was like walking by another teacher's classroom or if like she just overheard one of her like co-workers talking about what happened but one of her teachers has a student and that student's name is renesme no 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 i knew there had to be one but you poor baby like the Hermione's and the and, and the stuff are like are have been out, but the Renette some poor child is cursed with the name Nessie. 
Oh. It is out there in the universe. That exists. Like, they couldn't have stopped at the Edwards and the Jacobs and the Alices. No. They Bella. went full-blown. Yeah. They went full-blown Renesmee. No. So I just I heard monster that. child. I yeah. I think the number of like when I sent her the word no, the amount of O's, <laughs> just line after line after line, <laughs> just mm, yeah. mm. no, or that poor kid, poor little bubbla. <sighs> so be saddled. I just, yeah, yeah. I just I wanted to share that with you guys because I knew you had the same reaction I did of. <sighs> So. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I made the her. I, I I made her laugh real hard, and thus I did this morning mm. with my lovely autocorrect. Oh, <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. You don't want to dick in and out every day. <laughs> no, I don't have a, a dick in or out system every day. <laughs> Clock. Maybe you'd be Clock a in or out system. I mean, if your last job had that. I'm going to question what exactly it is you were doing in your last time. I think you were lying to me. Job. I think also, somebody was lying. Making, right. Also, why weren't you making more money? I know, right? Much more making, money. Was your I was thinking, oh, yeah. Just, whoo, okay. But yeah, no, of all things to autocorrect, it went from clocking, like, to dick. Like, Which nothing in common. What, what you actually swiped. Bro, it, I, I don't know anymore because when I try to like swipe hello, it says like some random ass thing. I'm like, I've gotten some really right. weird auto corrected messages from Ani lately. I will say, like sometimes <laughs> those words are it's just like worse. It's not <laughs> like it's even related, misspelled something. Like it's not. It it's mm-hmm. not like I want know. my beef. I want my bed. No, mm-hmm. I want my beef. <laughs> yeah, she wants her beef, and it's just like okay, yeah. but like, at least that one like has two letters in common. Clocking and dick are just so many letters apart i don't, I don't know man like oh okay okay so that's kind of weird but you know i sure. mean mine autocorrected too yuck off yeah <laughs> i don't remember what it was supposed to be anymore but i mean i can look it up yeah. it was hooray or something no maybe it was yay maybe it was yay it's probably I'm, yay yuck off mine's been auto-correcting too but to like the misspelled versions of words <laughs> and i'm like what was, yes. are you doing and she the- yeah she had tried to swipe yes with an exclamation mm-hmm. point you know it was probably yes oh, okay and it came out as yakov y-a-a-k-o-v <laughs> okay sure why not <laughs> i was like but it capitalized it too like it was a name <laughs> okay and i'm like the fuck yeah yeah it's been mine's been autocorrecting to the misspelled versions of words but it's also been like words that are normal like hey it's been autocorrecting them to completely different words yep like entirely different words and it's just like i think the phones are trying to tell us to start using the ai feature and i'm like i don't want to i'm not going to i don't want this is what it's gonna do like yeah no it's fucking up on purpose so we can stop using it so we can use the ai no never i will not you're gonna get my misspelled incorrectly worded messages about beef and you know all that. So <laughs> gonna have to deal with it. La bouffe. La bouffe. La bouffe. 
Okay, let's jump into a little bit of a recap for what happened in the last session. So in our last session, our players ventured out into the wide, wide world of Exandria. They had officially left the frozen, just tundra of the north and had <laughs> finally. finally made their way south where they encountered grass for the very first time. They also encountered cows. They encountered cows. And got knocked Ooh. in some mud. Moo. Lots of moo. moo. And moo. we're told by the... I like by the moo the... with a question mark. <laughs> moo. 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 Oh, I'm just going to name this episode Moo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our, pla moo. our players, after encountering some of these moos, uh, <laughs> did in fact meet the caretaker of said moos. And who asked them if they were around for the festival. Confused but intrigued, our players followed some loose directions in the, in the ideas of getting towards this festival and preferably someplace with a bath as they were covered in mud. Mud. Our players made their way and they found a delightful hot spring inn called the Wistful Waters. There they met the perkiest customer service person they could have possibly encountered and who gave them quite the room a private room with its own private hot spring access the party oh, took a much much needed bath uh, i think my players suffered a little bit because they weren't there in real life and questioned why we were all sitting at home in tables instead of at a hot spring somewhere else yep i would have moved into that place in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't, I wouldn't have cared what they were going to try and charge me, but they didn't charge you guys a lot either. But, uh, I, on yeah, a festival I weekend, like last minute, <laughs> not at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but you guys enjoyed a nice, relaxing morning soaking in the hot springs. And Sir Goosington came back and he took a little nap on a, on a cushion. I have a, I have a cat guest at the moment and I, stuff in her way allow me sorry let me move let me move some stuff for you pudding there you go just move my notes about the drugs over here drugs drugs a fant did i make you a fantasy drug dealer yes i did did i make up fantasy drugs for you yes i did but you guys gotta go find your fantasy drug dealer first so okay. our which one of us is going down that rabbit hole don't look at me. <laughs> Everybody looked at you. She's looking at you. She's not I made at it for you. Are you kidding me? Oh, damn it. Are you not She's interested not in me. fantasy drugs? Are you not interested to find out what fantasy drugs do? Yes, I am, actually. I know. Just acting like I never met you before. Shit. <laughs> I know, but... Anyway, our party had a relaxing morning, was truly clean for the first time in weeks, and much to their appreciation, they decided to head out into this mysterious festival. And upon arriving at this festival, they encountered a um, creepy, creepy clown person. I think it's probably the best way to describe that is they encountered a creepy, creepy clown person. A mysterious creature person? <laughs> That appeared to be a jester along, and you guys learned there were other jesters that were walking around yeah. that seemed to have almost automaton-like 
characteristics about them, and behind their pale ivory masks glowed mysterious and slightly cruel red eyes. The festival king who you met gave you a flyer that told you that there was quite a bit to do here at the festival. Shows to see, things to do, and games to play. You guys wandered into the festival, and it was just absolutely packed with people from all over Exandria coming to see the possible meteor shower taking place in the next night. The Festival of the Dragon Scaled turned out to have quite a bit to offer in more ways than one. You guys attended a couple of shows, saw some magic and some daredevil acts, including quite the acrobat and uh, knife-throwing experience. Yeah. And Jazara <laughs> and, and a new pet called the Marble Eye. And anybody who's more curious about that, you can go listen to the last episode, as I did talk about it uh, after the ending credits for uh, more information and some credit to what a lot of this homebrew stuff that was not from me was from and who made them and where to find them. So the the party uh, gained a new pet, the Marble Eye. They did a little bit of shopping where they met Quack, Spring Wizard of Feathers and Twine. This is <laughs> probably my second favorite creation of all time after Sir Goosington. <laughs> Quack! The amount of time I spent doing the quack voice just at home. Mm, mm. <laughs> I've been doing it a lot. Starting to wonder. Yeah, I mostly do it to the animals. <laughs> they look at me like, "Mother, what is falling upon you? <laughs> what curse? What is falling upon you?" <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, and uh, so you guys went and uh, Valkaria inquired as to getting a magical item created for her, which was quite expensive, but she's finally getting the ring that she wanted imbued with magic. And Jazara competed in an archery tournament, the first round of an archery tournament. And you guys, while looking at some pets, encountered something else, or should I say someone else? Mm. Althendrin mm. Valisar, a half-elven I don't know, heartthrob, I guess, might be the best way to describe <laughs> it for Valkaria. As he is, for anyone who is curious, he is an Eldritch Knight. I don't believe I said that in the last episode, but he's an Eldritch Knight half-elf. And his level is uh, roughly what your guys' is. Um, oh, okay. He's pretty close in level to you guys. Um, oh, so he's not level 1,000? Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. That's his age. That is his age, yeah. <laughs> but he's only a... He's only that, and he's a thousand years old. Or maybe he's stupid. <laughs> well, you guys don't know yet, because you don't know a whole lot about him, despite the fact that Valkaria did some interesting and so horrible flirting. Just horrible shit. Flirting. The, like, the first question you asked this man was basically, how many people have they slept with? Like, just... <laughs> What's your Lord? Lord! And it's just like... Oh, I hope you have better game in person because damn. No, no, no we um we established this at the at the uh, meet and greet with the, with the hockey players. Yeah, I think my style of flirting because it's someone I don't know that flirts when I try. To. She fights. I fight. I I get a little combative, and I'm like, where did that come from? And me, I walk to each and every one of them, and I'm just like that. I that I met. I'm like. Like I brought a gold pen. 
she had a gold. So they can sign my jersey in gold. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Did you see her just give up? (laughs) She's sweet. (laughs) Oh, Missy's gonna need to take a break after that one. I didn't fight with them, by the way. I, I, but I suddenly like I don't know. I go into autopilot, so I don't know what's gonna come out. And I I just clam up, and I'm like, I got a pen. I got a pen. One of you acts like an MMA fighter, and the other one acts like she's never put a thought together. Right. Like a, a raven who's collected a shiny. Jesus. No wonder I haven't been to either of your weddings yet. God damn. She's right. She's right. I, can, I have no excuses. I have none. I'm going to have to start making no... Valkaria roll charisma checks just to, like, <laughs> give their reason Balasar is still around. <laughs> <laughs> he's mm. really into my, uh... <laughs> he's into the shiny. He's into the shiny. He's like, oh, He likes her precious. gold pen. He's really into the tooth bracelet that you wear, yeah. <laughs> it jiggles. <laughs> it's just like... I sharpened them yesterday. Oh god, does that kind no. of sharpen them? That doesn't surprise me in the slightest, to be honest with you. She hasn't had the downtime. <laughs> the thing that worries me most in the universe now is what Valkaria would do with downtime. I distinctly remember at the very beginning of this campaign getting a text message from Ani, and she's been like, well... Aaron and I have been talking. We've been thinking about things that we would do like that when Jazz is asleep, but that you can't know about. And it was involved keeping dead bodies in bags. <laughs> to which I told you, you cannot do things off screen, off camera, out of session without telling your DM. And you are not putting bodies in bags because where are you? I'm pretty going sure to I vetoed them? this idea. Did I veto this idea? Probably. Yeah. Okay. I distinctly remember. I mean, I, mean, I that feel text like it message. would definitely be. It would definitely it was, be. Hmm. Yeah, he was followed by like, "Where are you keeping the dead bodies in our bag of holding? You don't have a bag of holding, and now you're never getting a bag of holding because now I know what you want to keep it in. <laughs> You've lost bag of holding privileges that you didn't even have. I know. Mm. Preemptive loss of bag of holding. There's a Must reason a the grunchy gloves only have like a limited time of like she can access them. So she mm-hmm. can't just go around opening it every time you guys meet a dead body and shoving somebody into it. <laughs> it's also why there's a size limit too. Because uh-uh, I realize she learned. built in baby bumpers for you. She did. But I also know that the uh, the, the space with the mitts uh, gets bigger the more I level up. Mm-hmm. It does. It can go up to 100 by 100. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. It's She's not even the most capable thing I've, I've made for you either. She's gonna stack bodies in there, like uh-huh. like the Japanese little cubicle hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is essentially a morgue. But mm-hmm. yeah, I know. But I put it at such a higher level. I'm just hoping I can just put it off for a little while. <laughs> so and she'll never. I'm not like she'll forget. There's no way no, she'll no. forget. No, no, no. Also, on a lighter note, this will be the last entry in my current journal. Ooh, and okay. Then, and then I will move on to 
my hour journal with the moon's defense on it. So that's cool. Yay. One of ours from our merch. Nice. That's so cool. They Everything do look really good on Etsy. Yes, look, it is. It's really great. And yeah. look, the, the end papers are blue. It's so pretty. They're very, very nice. I thought they were really cool looking and I'm glad they turned out so well. So, mm-hmm. And I'm excited to use it. Yeah. And I think when this they... might be one of... <laughs> Go ahead. I think maybe like way off in like whenever we finish this campaign, I'd like to get something with... Um, like maybe like a, a small like tattoo of our D and D campaign symbol on it. Yes. So because I keep yes. seeing I similar so. similar tattoos like of like the crystal with like the leaves and stuff like that uh, mm. on one of the tattoo artists that I follow, and I'm like that would be really good if it was like in our our campaign thing. So I think really that would be amazing. amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cute design too. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so. it would just be us. It's not like everybody's gonna have it, you know? Yeah. Then anybody, anytime somebody asks you about it, that's what you can tell them. So it's our first campaign. And then they'll be like, oh, you're one of those. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Come back. You want to fight? (laughs) You want to fight? You want to see my pin? It's gold. (laughs) I'm not. You know what, though? It's kind of in my head. I think it kind of worked for her, though. How did Kempe take it? Kepi was like, "Oh, cool! That's what, that's like he was so like into it. I'm just like, why are you? Why do you have a girlfriend? May I offer a suggestion? The next time you go to meet these people, yes, bring the icebreaker book and make them sign that. <laughs> that's actually kind of an interesting idea. I like it. Well, she also what the briar you? Hmm. No, I no. She also because she was having them sign her jersey that she was wearing. She also got all of them to touch her. So is she really wrong? I mean, that's valid. That's very valid. Like, I think it would have made them sign the front of the shirt, mind you. But, you know, sexual harassment might have been involved if you had done that. So. (laughs) Sign on the nips. (laughs) You want to come across as wife material, not slut. So. I will also, for them, I could also go with slut. Yeah, I mean, like, just bring the icebreaker book and then just maybe write at the top before you hand it to them, like, I'm single. (laughs) Or just tell them as you hand it to them, it's just like, this is a book I've really enjoyed. (laughs) And just like, contact as you do it, like, I really enjoyed this book. And (laughs) but if she says, I'm single, they'll be like, Yeah, I I get that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Leaving okay. it way too open for uh, things. We join the party, and at this point in time, it's probably about you guys got to the festival around noonish. You guys did some stuff. You went shopping. You had an interesting, if not slightly awkward, encounter with Valkaria's future date, who you have promised to meet up with uh, at nightfall when the bonfire starts. Nightfall is around like seven-ish, just so you're aware. And it's probably about three in the afternoon now, so you have a couple hours to kill. You've bought a new outfit for the date, and uh, you guys have joined up after uh, Jazara came back and she met up with you as you guys were leaving Quark's uh, magical tent. And she had won the first round of the archery competition. So now you do have a little bit of time to kill before you... Can, before you head back to get ready for your date this evening. And uh, yeah. So, 
Does anyone want to play a game? There are some okay. interesting Jigsaw. games. That was maybe that's, <laughs> I don't have any of those games. <laughs> yeah, so I don't remember which games were available exactly, but I would like to play a game. Would you like me to tell you what the games are and their prizes? Or do you just want me to tell you what the games are? Um, Games. Just the game. Yeah. yeah, just the game. Just the games. Okay. So it'll be a real surprise. Okay. And so we've got a couple of them for you. And the prizes range depending on like how complicated the uh, actual game itself is. You guys encountered the round up the dodo game earlier, which mm-hmm. um, Faria passed on because she was afraid that the people running it might know her former fiance. <laughs> Which right. valid enough. Um, you guys also know that there is a river racing competition for two of you. Uh, you can get into a boat and you can race in this little river that they have on these very interesting looking boats. And there's also the Weaver of Tales competition, which is like a storytelling competition. There is a the archery competition, which is ongoing round one, has is in day one of the festival. The mm-hmm. semifinals and the finals are in day two. Okay. There, there is, and Jazara will be entering those because she is qualified for them. There's also Mag's Magnificent Magical Mirages, and that is a magic, like, putting on a magic show kind of competition where you just kind of show off your magic and your spells and things like that. Ani. Yes, 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 yes. I, I will be entering the menage. Yeah, that thing. That's what she's You guys yeah. um, already partook in the Vamster bug eating com- uh, competition. And there's also rumors that there is quite the team competition going to be taking place tomorrow. And it is a run through a maze. <laughs> well, I say we definitely do that. She's gonna do the magnificent magical mirages, which I do have to only say while reading it. There's also terrified photos to see, and you can also go shopping if you wanted to go shopping. Well. Also, I think with the one with the the river race, it would have to be one of us and Jazz. Okay. I think. Because the two of us, it would be like dumb and dumber. Um, <laughs> I mean, y'all, you didn't see us at the hockey rink. Like, you don't um, understand the dumb and dumber. Um, yeah. I'm worried. What the hell happened at the, the hockey it's rink? Full the Lulu. Just full the Lulu. Touch the eyes, slid on the eyes. Yeah, we had to touch the eyes. Yeah. Do you not remember what we t- what we texted you? We literally said we put our butts where they put their butts. Yeah, that's not Delulu. No, like that's just she's like that yeah. is factual. Yes, yeah, <laughs> But we were yelling that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I tried to lick the gear. She did. 
in the locker room she did yeah and I'm i not, had to i'm not seeing delulu to be honest with you i'm just seeing yeah. <laughs> she's just normal seeing normal girl I'm shit seeing. yeah i'm just yeah. seeing normal girl shit like yeah okay mm. i shook hands with one of my favorite voice actors once and i went full delulu so you know yeah i said villa Bala spoke words to me <laughs> one time <laughs> anyway so, you know. um so yeah, so we could, I feel like we could do the river thing. I think that'd be fun. Sure. You guys are kind of like or do you, walking. Unless you want to do your magnificent mirages. No, I can wade through the river. <laughs> which means she's see. making you do the river thing, which is Laura. <laughs> I gathered that. <laughs> I thought uh, I, I was technically going for that myself. <laughs> when but we get the to she's the. Like, when we get to the like the magical like show, I will. There's examples and like rules and stuff for for Ani that'll help you like build off that instead of just coming off with shit off the top of your head. So yeah, um, <clears throat> but it'll let you have some fun with your spells and your fish slapping and all that. <laughs> so as you guys are walking around, you're kind of exploring. You're seeing some interesting shops, and you're seeing all kinds of people, and some are like doing small magic tricks and some are putting on performances and there's people bartering and selling and a lot of food everywhere you go. One side of the festival, you know, is bordered by the river that you follow to get here. And uh, because it kind of branches off one part of it going towards the uh, hot springs area and the other kind of like loops wide around the festival. So, and so as you guys kind of like meander around and you know, you're getting closer to where the, uh, the river is. And as you come across the large signs that are decorated around for the area, you notice some very interesting, oddly shaped boats that are sitting in line across the river. Gathered around the shore are various onlookers who stand under rows of multicolored pennant flags. The boats are shaped like nothing you have ever seen before, as they appear to be woven from reeds into a long, rounded shape coming up out of the water, making almost a complete circle. There is a reed-thin mast that curves over the top of the boat, nearly making contact with the bottom, but from it, a small lantern hangs off the end. There is a thick, narrow sail that does not wave in the wind. As you get closer, you can see that the sail appears to be made out of a stiffened canvas, making the sail look oddly solid. Manning the river race is a middle-aged human man and his young son. Man is tall enough that his shirt is tall enough, though his shirt is a little too short on him, and it shows off a body that enjoys a bit too much ale. The son is small and lanky, though his mischievous grin shows off the tooth he recently lost. There's a small round wheel at the back of the boat that you notice as you get closer, and it appears to control how the sail <laughs> rotates in circle. You also can see from where you stand on the shore, the only other device on the boat seems to be a lever that can be pushed forward and backwards to make the rudder <clears throat> move from right to left. You see the man who's running the this, what seems to be a boat race is there's a couple other pairs of people that are starting to gather around some of these boats. A couple people are already on them. There's four boats in a row. Two of them are still empty. And uh, the man who's in charge of it is kind of like leaning heavily against a sign and he's holding an ale in his hand. It's like, ah, ladies, come to take a, a ride, a race. <laughs> a race. We can swim, what do you right? Think, jazz? Yeah. Oh, 
Yes. What do you think, Jazz? Think we could do it? Sure. Looks like fun or death, one or the other. Might as well find out. Seats sure. two. Okay. I think it's seats two. All right. Do you want to cheer us on? I'll be your cheerleader on the banks. Let's go. Okay. It's like a it's a curved bottom boat, and then like this mast kind of comes up from the very back and curves over it, and like it comes down towards the middle of the boat, and uh, it has a little lantern hanging off the edge of it, which I thought was very cool. And like there's it. a little mm -hmm. lever on it, and then there's a little small wheel that you can see at the bottom, and that's what you would use to turn like the mast from like left to right and all that. So to help you out. It goes in a full, the mask goes in a full 360. So you could spin okay. it all the way around if you wanted to, to catch the wind backwards or forwards. So all the right. race is for a team of two. The first one to the finish line, 400 feet away, will win. This is an anything goes race. So don't be surprised if you see a spell or two flying around. Each contestant is given a charmed water breathing necklace. And the old man, the older man, walks over to the three of you and he says all right which one of yous is doing this them <laughs> all righty and he reaches into his bag and he pulls out like this necklace that has a bunch of like weirdly shaped shells on it and he just shoves it right over your head asha <laughs> and uh, you're wearing a clanky necklace of shells and he turns to jazara and he starts to like shove it over her head too and she just like looks at him like mm. any hands she her. Yeah, she catches she she catches that hand and no what is this? It's like ah uh, well, there I'm was a uh, pulling her hair out. <laughs> there was an issue last time we went to uh, to you know kind of do these games a little while back somewhere else, and uh, there was a minor multi boat pileup drowning incident, and well anyway, these are uh, Nicholas's water breathing. You just wear them. And uh, it'll, just, it'll keep you from drowning. And that way, if you fall in the water, you can breathe in water. So just don't don't take it off. Don't let it come off. Don't, don't take it off unless you want to be a fish. That, now, look, <laughs> if you can turn into a fish, you're more than welcome. But you have to be on the boat in <laughs> order to win the prize when it crosses the finish line. you got to be on the boat. <clears throat> got like, it, you can got be it. a fish between here and the finish line. But you got to be on the boat. You can be a fish on the boat if you want. But I don't think that's going to be very pleasant for you. But, you know. Each their own. <laughs> anyway, don't take the necklaces off because by I gave you the necklace, so if you drown out there and you're not wearing the necklace, that's your own fault, and I'm not liable for none of that. Got it? Roger that, sir. All right, all right. You ladies can take uh, that boat over there, the the first one. I got another uh, group coming along, and he starts waving this other duo along. It's like, yes, yes, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're gonna start the next race, and uh, he kind of ushers uh people along and he kind of shoves you guys towards your boat you get on the boat it's not very big um mm -hmm. but it's it's comfortably fits you and jazara and uh, jazara's gonna look at you and says do you want to control the direction or the speed the rudder or the mast or the sail speed all right so you'll be on the wheel with the sail so you will control okay the the sail <laughs> Left. And, I mean your other left. No, yeah. not that left. Jazara <laughs> will take the lever and she kind of like she kind of like kneels down next to it, which kind of keeps like one foot up so she can move. And she's kind of like eyeing the people that are in line next to you guys, kind of like she is sizing goes. up her enemies. And, and uh, goes. Yeah. the guy 
is stands at the starting line. He says, look, and anything goes, but if you drown, it's not my fault. First to make it to the end wins. Why do I picture him scratching his belly as he says? Yeah. Yeah. He's got an ale in the other hand. And, uh, and he says, look, <laughs> my boy will be down there at the end. And then like the kids standing next to him, like what? Oh, and then you see the, the kid just dart off down the direction of the river. Yeah. And, gotta be uh, down there. Mm. and he just kind of looks at his kid for a second. It's like, yeah, Paul will be down there. He'll tell you who wins and who crosses first and keep you honest. But uh, don't break the boats, because if you do, I'm going to charge you for them. And what if yeah. someone dies via breaking the boat? Well, that sounds like a you problem. Okay. <laughs> it's like, because I hope who, both of you don't die, because one of you has got to pay for the boat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zara just kind of looks at Asha. Just like, what did, what, what did we get ourselves into? I don't, I don't know. And I'm starting to wonder if we shouldn't have had Val do this. Um, anyway, Val let's go. <laughs> Too late now. Val's on the, on, on the bank, just waving, like, have fun storming the castle. <laughs> oh, the look Jazara gives you is just like nothing else. Like, let me tell you, just holy damn. I, I, I think you genuinely just from that look alone feel threatened because she's threatened <laughs> <laughs> she's promising to whoop your ass. Yeah, she's pr- she's making promises at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So All every right. round, uh, if the ship is in no way like aided or hindered, it can move sixty feet around. Just so you know. Okay. And every round, we're going to have Ani roll a d six to find out what happens for that round. Okay. Don't start yet. We're going to in a minute. So during that round if when is the round will basically be you and jazara's turn. so you guys can do what you want you can choose to like which direction you want to push the boat into if you want to try and do magic or something to speed it up spell mm-hmm. the other team or whatever uh you can do that as well if you want to you can try different spells and things like that to make the thing go faster however you'd like to do that even if it's just like standing on the boat and like blasting magic behind you to try and like push you forward or things like that. Um, but every round you're also going to make an encounter. And that's what Ani will roll. And she will roll a d6. And every round you guys will experience that. Sometimes they're helpful. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes you're getting attacked. So we're going to find out. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So the guy, he kind of stands there. He's like, all right. Three. Two. <coughs> <coughs> Go, go. <laughs> go. And they're off. <laughs> and they're off. Okay. So, Ani, go ahead and roll me a d6, please. Six. Six. So, Asha, you're sitting there and you've got a hold of like this this fairly small wheel. It's maybe only like six mm-hmm. inches big. It's got a little like handle on it so you can turn it mm-hmm. as you as you please. And Jazara's uh, kind of kneeling down. She's got a hold of this lever. And as you guys are just surprisingly quickly just sailing down this you feel like the boats were held in place by magic and whenever he said go like the magic of it released the boats and started just Mm -hmm. darting down this river and uh you the your competitors are next to you 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 see a couple of duos are already seem to be having some trouble as one of the couples next to you is clearly a couple arguing a lot like a lot and they're you can see like they're just 
a, a screaming match is happening, like two boats over from you. But as you, just as you guys are starting to like get a hold of everything, a sudden like really strong gust of wind comes up and hits from behind the ships. And you, my dear, need to make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. So you catch this, to try and like hold on to this wheel well enough that the sail doesn't start to spin in circles and drastically get you off course. 17. 17, you pass. And because you passed, the boat, you were able to like turn the wheel really quick to catch some of the wind mm-hmm. that's coming up behind you. And for this round, instead of going 60 feet, you're going to go 120 feet darting in front of the conference. Hot damn! Nice. Hot damn! So we've kind of pulled away from the rest of the group, I'm guessing? Yep, you are in front of the rest of the group. And Ani, why don't you roll me two d20s and I will roll the other one and we will see how the other people in the boat are doing. That's nice that you keep her involved. <laughs> 13. Mm-hmm. 18. 13 and 18. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. two other teams also pass. So you are actually, we are Nick and Nick with two other teams, and the other mm-hmm. one kind of like starts to fall behind a little bit. All right, Ani, roll me a d6, please. Four. Four. The waters, as you, this wind kind of like starts to die down a little bit, the waters kind of calm out and your boats are a few feet apart from each other. Is there anything at this moment, Asha, that you would like to do? I'm looking at a couple of different things. So actually I'm defining one um, to see if it would work for me the way that I, what? Oh, okay. So um, you said anything goes, yes? Anything goes. Okay. Yep. Um, I would like to cast Fog Cloud, please. To- Ooh, okay. Okay. Disperse the others. So you can cast Fog Cloud on a point of your choosing. Where would you like to put it? Noting I that guess our, oh, Fog our. Cloud won't move with you. So as you might want like to strategically figure out how you'd like to place it in the river. That's a good point. Um, trying to decide if I should put it in front of the well, third boat that's already like mm-hmm. <laughs> squiggly or... Um, the boat that's kind of behind is mm-hmm. so you guys are on the far left and that's close to the shore now however mm-hmm. on the far other side is a bit of a, like cliff face a little bit so that there's a bunch of rocks this is on good that info side. you guys right. are boat one the boat that's behind is boat three and then there's boat four and two that are keeping nick and nick with you and is four closest to the cliff side yep all right we're gonna cast it in front of that one <laughs> okay so you cast Fog Cloud right in front of them, and I will have them make me a perception check to see whether or not... Ooh, they rolled a whole two. So as you and you cast Fog Cloud right in front of this boat, and you cast it right in front of them so that they dart really fast, because the, they're keeping pace with you guys at 120 mm-hmm. feet. And as they burst in there, you just hear shouts, because that was the bickering couple. And and you just hear a very sharp crack. And you, as the guys just start by, you just start to see like a couple of little pieces of wood trail out from this fog cloud. (laughs) Did I do that? Did you do that? Oh no, I wouldn't have done that. No. Okay, awesome. Okay, I have other ideas. All right. Uh, Jazara's gonna turn and she's gonna look at you. She's like, Asha, good job. Damn, girl. Hair flip. 
Hair flip. <laughs> Hair flip. Hair flip. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Ani, would you like to roll me another d6, please? Four. Four again. Still calm waters. So you guys moved, um, you moved 60 feet that last round. So did the boat directly next to you. The boat that was hanging back did as well, but the far boat at the end didn't do so well. It is now stagnant because they ain't going anywhere. You've eliminated team number four. Okay. Hopefully not permanently from this world of existence, but that's on them. That's on them. They They have their necklaces too. That's fair. That's very fair. So you guys are at 180 feet now. Okay. Is there anything you would like to do this turn? Uh, I think I would like to cast sleep. Okay. okay. On the other quick moving boat. Sure. Okay. <laughs> now, what is the range on sleep? Uh, it is nine. Oh, wait, let me make sure I'm reading all the way correctly across. 90 feet. 90 or feet. 20, or a 20 foot sphere. Yes, you can cast it up to 90 feet away, and it happens in a 90-foot sphere. Okay. All righty, so you go ahead, and you're going to roll me 5d8. Yeah. Are you 8? Yes, okay. So 6, mm-hmm. 4, okay. 7, mm-hmm. 5, <laughs> 2, 24, 24, and... So 28. 28? Okay. So you turn and you look at the people next to you and they're kind of, they're a pair of gnomes and they're kind of like looking at you, making eye contact. They are ready to go. These are people who are ready to throw down with you. And you (laughs) cast sleep on them and you turn and the one that's holding the rudder just kind of like sways back and forth. (laughs) Staring at you. And he just, boom, face plants on the (laughs) floor. And you hear the woman with him like, what are you to get up, you lazy oaf? And she's over there starting to kick at him and stuff like that. But <laughs> he's no longer controlling the rudder. So I'm going to have on only a D4. One, the boat goes towards the Period. left and starts to ram into our team. And two, it goes towards the right. Well, I guess I should say evens and odds. Evens are odds. Yeah. Two. Two? Okay. It starts to veer off away from you guys. <laughs> And uh, you, you can see them start to like slowly start drifting into the other lanes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you just hear this gnomish woman. She's just been like, you asshole, what the hell is wrong? Get up, you lazy oaf. Nap on your own time. <laughs> Nap on your own time. <laughs> Another couple, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing better now. It's like now maybe maybe not so much so <coughs> yeah all right so you uh are now in the lead by quite a few feet as your boat moves another 60 feet and mm-hmm. uh go ahead and roll me another d6 honey roll it good six six that sudden gust of wind happens again asha go ahead and roll me a dexterity saving throw please just nine. Nine. Okay. 
Mm. Got a little cocky there, huh? <laughs> the gust of wind as it comes up behind you, and like you're not, you're kind of like really proud of yourself for what you just did. Like, <laughs> That's what happened. And it kind of gets to you, and the gust of wind comes, and that sail turns and just smacks right into you, and it's thin. <laughs> And Ani, oh, no. roll me a d4, please. <laughs> Three. Three. Uh, we are going to have both Asha and Jazara make dexterity saving throws because this boat is now careening into the shore. <laughs> <laughs> you got too cocky! It's, I got a 16, so. Jazara <laughs> rolled a five, so let's <laughs> kind of look at her character. It comes. It becomes an eleven, which is not enough to pass. Though you do, so you you manage to grab a hold of the sail and you kind of have to fight it back from you a little bit as you as you do so. But Jazara, who was laughing her ass off, is not paying attention. <laughs> so when the boat kind of like careens to the side, Jazara kind of like falls on her ass a little bit, and she starts scrambling for the uh, for the rudder. But at that point, you guys are only going to move half speed, so you are only moving forward 30 feet. But because you did pass, that's why you're moving forward at all. Because otherwise you guys would have... Hey, I can, I can live with that. I, I also have a contingency plan that I hope will work the way I want it. <laughs> you are still in the lead, though. Mm -hmm. I need to make dexterity... Uh, Ani, roll me a dexterity save, and I will roll the other one. Well, no, well just roll me a d20, and I'll do the dexterity save. 17. 17. Both pass, which means both of those back teams that are still in play move forward 120 feet. So they are getting close to you. You're about 70 feet ahead of the nearest one, but they are getting closer to you. Okay. All right, All right Oni, I plan. <laughs> roll me that d6. Three. Three. Sharp magical wind blows in from the right, shoving all of the boats to the left. Uh, Aaron, once again, please make me a dexterity saving throw to keep the boat from colliding with either the shore or the 17. other boat. 17. 17, all right. You are, you do pass, though the boat, because of this one, is slowed by 20 feet, so mm -hmm. you're only going 40 feet this round. Okay. But you are now at 310, so you are only 90 feet away from the finish line. Okay. Ooh. And I will roll for the other teams. One passes, one fails. You see uh, team number two is just getting further and further and further behind. The, uh -huh. the sleepers? Team number, <laughs> yeah, like the, the, that team's kind of just like slowly kind of getting its shit together. And uh, but team, team the four one disappeared. Who, right. Team four is out. You wrecked that boat. <laughs> that, that boat is done. The team number three is the one that started off very poorly and they're really far back and they just continue to get further back. Team number two is the couple, the one that you put to sleep. And, or well, it's not the arguing couple, but it is the gnomish couple and one of them is still asleep. But the gnomish woman seems to be doing her best to like get this boat going forward and she is coming for you. And she's about- She's determined. Yeah, she's about a hundred feet behind you at this point. Mm -hmm. So not super close to you, but she seems to have disregarded her companion and is just now doing it all on her own. So mm -hmm. Val is on the bank following this race, and she's just fucking whooping the entire time. Mm -hmm. It's like woo. I... Okay, I, w I hope this will work the way I want it. To. <laughs> okay, what do you want to do, girl? 
cast continual flame like a jet. Okay. So I've got I've got the you know the sail, but I'm like aiming around. Like, can we get a jet noise? Just a really strong jet noise. And which spell are you using for this, my dear? Continue playing. Okay. Uh, roll me an Arcana check, please. <laughs> I want to see how well you control this flame. <laughs> Isn't that a twenty though? Yeah. Not twenty. What's <laughs> your Arcana? Plus one. Twenty-one, girl. You are. You are the commander of the ship. Asha is captain of this boat right now. Asha knows what she's doing. You've got one hand holding onto that wheel, and you put your other hand back behind you. Just a burst of this huge amount of flame comes out. It rocks the boat forward. And Jazara, like, grabs onto the side to, like, not get thrown off the boat. And is just looking at you like, holy shit, girl. Asha is the captain of her own boat right now. <laughs> you were barreling. Asha's side is showing. She, she has to compete on her own for what she wants without her mom around, without her dad around, her sister. And you Fuck are healing nice shit. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> You are just taking charge and you are barreling towards that finish line and fuck everybody and everything else. Last round before you get there. Ani, roll me that d6, please. Six. Six. <laughs> Shit. That sudden gust of wind comes up from behind you. Aaron, make me a dexterity saving throw to continue your magnificent Jesus. display. <laughs> 13 plus 13. one is 14. Okay. 14. It's, You're, a little, you, it's a little dodgy. It's a little dodgy. It just, it passes by one for the record. And uh, you've got your hand on the, the wheel and you have the flames going out. And uh, <laughs> Jazara does manage to like, she does get up and she just, and she grabs a hold of the lever to like pull you guys away from the shore a little bit. <laughs> and uh, like the wind kind of rocks you guys a little bit as it does kind of like push your flames forward for a minute. So you kind of have to do some, Maneuvering not to catch the sail on fire. But, <laughs> Aim uh, that way. Aim that way. <laughs> it's just like, shit, shit, shit. Wasn't prepared for that shit. <laughs> but uh, you and Jazara blast past that finish line. Well ahead of everybody else. <laughs> Jazara <laughs> kind of turns. Oh, Asha! Asha! And Jazara just claps. She's laying on the on the deck of that boat, just looking at you like, damn, girl. That was impressive. Catch that flame back in my hand. Ta-da! <laughs> and you see the kid who's at who's at the uh, finish line who gets there just about the same time Valkaria does, and uh, he goes, "Woo, you definitely won!" And you turn around, you definitely, and you look, definitely and you won. See, Way behind you is just like you might see like a piece of wood drifting 
through the through the stream and then like one boat has an unconscious guy on it and the woman is so mad she's jumping up and down and she just kicks the guy into the river <laughs> and she continues to sail forward <laughs> and then the couple in the back is just you don't you don't know what happened to them so and <laughs> uh jazara kind of like turns the the rudder a little bit to like gently steer the boat towards the shore and the kid like throws a rope around it to like rope it off and he says well you did it congratulations you survived which is great not everybody does so there's there's that you should feel proud and uh oh, we're very proud we're very <laughs> proud the one no idea. just kind of like she slings an arm around asha and she's like and very impressed to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the kid looks at you guys and said okay you give me the necklaces and i'll give you your prize <laughs> prize okay. first uh, that's true <laughs> i will uh, take it up and i will hold it and i will say Put it in my hand. <laughs> and the kid reaches into a bag and he pulls out these two potion bottles and he hands one to you and one to Sara. And uh, he takes the necklaces back as you give them uh, to him. And mm -hmm. you both now have a potion of speed. Ooh. Yeah. So you have one. It's your continuous flame rocket in a bottle. <laughs> I did I'll not give her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Nemesis, show us the meaning of haste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe we need to do it a little later in the day because I get silly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the best part. Yes. <laughs> did, that, did that go how you were expecting, Misty? You guys Better. survived, and I'm always grateful for whatever outcome ends in that. So, <laughs> honestly, I've made some things for you guys that has made me dubious before, to be honest. So, but yeah, no, that was really, really good. You guys have won potions of speed. So, both you and Jazar have one. These are um, when you drink it, it casts the haste spell on you, and it lasts for a minute. I'll send you the link to it later. Um, but basically what happens is when you drink it, your AC goes up by two and you have advantage on dexterity saving thrones and you gain an additional action on each of your turns. Okay. So Ooh. instead of just doing one thing on your turn, you can do two. So, and uh, it can be used as, you can use it like for dash, disengage, you can hide, or like if you wanted to cast a spell and then throw a knife, like you can do that too um but that will last for a minute which is 10 rounds of combat okay Ooh. yeah so you guys have a potion of speed jazara kind of like holds her potion bottle up and she kind of clinks it with yours and she says nice going so woo, definitely woo. come thanks for being the best co-pilot <laughs> Jazara kind of, uh, she has one arm slung around Asha and she kind of slings the other arm around Valkaria and she says, so, well, they seem to have some pretty good stuff here. Let's see if we can go get you. And she kind of like shakes Valkaria a little bit. Something neat. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you not want to do anything at all before your date? Do you want to sit and moon over him? Huh? Your Shut tall, up. dark, strange mm -hmm. elf. Do we need to just leave you sitting there all starry-eyed somewhere? 
And now Valis is going to start marching towards that menagerie thing. He's like, shut up! <laughs> like, we can do whatever you want. It's fine. I can't promise that Ash and I won't make fun of you. <laughs> now, I have a note, Misty, from last time. It says tattoo parlor. Is that here or is that in the future? No, it's here. Okay. Oh yeah, that was a tattoo parlor. Mm. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna let her do her thing. Parlor, a magical drug dealer. <laughs> I mean, she... Well, Asha would like to hit up the magical tattoo parlor. I don't know what she wants to do, but after, okay. But after we do after we do the thing, after mm -hmm. we do the thing, I want to do the tattoo parlor. Toby, what are you doing? Playing. <laughs> like so, he, Toby wants to play D and D, and that's fine. I can make a campaign for Toby and Bucky because Bucky wants to play too. So. She's the dragon. <laughs> she could be the dragon. Like mm. instead of setting a mini on the table when you guys are gonna fight a dragon, I'll just set Toby. It's like fight the cat. <laughs> she has 10d20 damage per attack. It's I called mean. the bat it off the table attack. So mm -hmm. you guys are walking around and you start making your way like towards back towards the staging areas and stuff like that, where you know some of these competitions are. And you're just kind of walking around taking in some of the sights and everything like that and as you kind of come around you see an area which has a surprising amount of tents to it you come upon an open large tented space there are several big leather chairs sat next to stools there are rows and rows of glass jars with every color under the sun in them there are several people looking at large books of sketches of some sort with a woman sitting in front of them who seems to be checking people in and out. A couple of the people are laying in the long leather chairs while several people sit in the stools holding what appear to be long glowing magical needles or upon closer inspection, magical wands. Oh. A half-orc man, a young changeling, and a truly ancient halfling are all sitting in these stools with long glowing wands. Each appears to be drawing on the people who are laying down. You can approach if you would like. Oh, I'm approaching. <clears throat> Asha's kind of high off her own uh, bullshit, so she's, she's <laughs> rare to go. We, like Val likes tattoos. She's into this. Yeah, she, she's already marked herself. Well, oh, get some more. All right. Why do I think Val has done like the equivalent of the uh... prison tattoos. Yes, probably because she has. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I definitely foresee that as something like Asha and Zara, who like were going to meet up with Valkaria in their tunnel one day, mm -hmm. just walked into like splatters of blood everywhere and just. Valkaria, which is like a needle like, stick and poke tattooing herself. Oh, I was thinking the equivalent of a safety pin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, did and you even just the that? horrified reactions that would have happened afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ranting her mother did. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm -mm. <laughs> We're familiar with that We're one. very familiar with that one. Hello. Yeah, as we, we all got in trouble for a tattoo on a god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Actually, it was a tattoo that Ani was gonna get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mm -hmm. tattoo Ani mm -hmm. hadn't even gotten yet, so. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still haven't and, gotten it yet. And a tattoo that Aaron got got us in trouble with with Ani's mom. So mm-hmm. we don't yeah. bring it up. I hate yeah. you. I'm gonna hate you later. I hate Misty. <laughs> I know. It's like what? <laughs> what? What are you in this state? What the hell? <laughs> mom, why do you hate Misty? Because she's getting a tattoo too. At an indeterminate point in the future. I love that. Doesn't matter. You're getting one. Yeah, there we go. Okay. You're encouraging this somehow. Okay. Okay. So Asha is ready. Okay. Do they have like flash art available or is it kind of a... They do I have these large uh, sketchbooks. And as you get closer, you notice that there's a bunch of different designs in these sketchbooks that people are kind of like sh- sifting through a little bit. And there's a couple of empty, like ones that are, are not being occupied at the moment. So you can go up and you can start looking through them if you'd like. Oh, yeah. Um, are, it, does the DM have any particular ones that are going to be beneficial for us? I might. As you approach the table, there is a a young woman sitting uh, there in front of like all of these sketchbooks, and she just seems to be kind of like signing people in and gesturing over to some chairs for people to wait. As uh, like there, because all three of the tattoo artists at the moment are occupied, and there seems to be a couple right. of people waiting. And uh, she kind of gestures to you, and she says, "Hello, welcome to Temptation Tattoos." We have a variety of set works here. You're welcome to peruse any of our books. But if you're looking for something a little more unique, we're happy to do whatever you can think of. Do you have any that would aid in protection and such? Looking for magical tattoos, are we? Yes, ma'am. We do have a variety of those. Now, you can get something a little magically enhancing such as something that gives a little more damage here and there you can give something that gives a little more protection as well now i will tell you these magical tattoos are far more expensive than our regular ones because they require especially imbued magical ink now we and it also depends on the size but our magical tattoos do start at 300 gold a piece oh, 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 oh. what did you spend at the birdie shop Eight. No, no, that's that's no, that's not it. What do you oh. spend at the birdie shop? Clock. Uh, a clock. Is it a hundred gold? How much does Asha have on her own? Mm. Oh, I see. Mm. Asha has two hundred. <sighs> you guys what? did get. Are you taking into account the gold you got from, uh, or or? Irving, right? Or the um Yes, I am I'm looking at that. That's the group gold, you know, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how much gold does but Asha has Valkaria two. have on her? So uh in Valkaria's Grinchy space, she has three fifty, Jazz has three fifty, and then uh, how much does Asha have in hers? I mean I guess that would be fifty plus three fifty is 700. Asha's probably got 500 on her. Plus, the silver is somewhere. <laughs> How much silver equals gold, a gold? I, for, I don't remember where I wrote that down at some point, but I did. But that would be uh, 10 silver equals a gold. We have a shit ton of silver. I'm not going to play that. I'm be- No, math You're is not too playing hard. the exchange yes, game? I'm, no, please. Okay. Um, fuck it. I want a magic tattoo. 
Jazara <laughs> has a decent amount of gold on her too, because she took the the three hundred, but she had gold on her already too. So she has. Mm-hmm. Well, she she has well, Asha yeah. had Asha had like three no two hundred gold on her to begin with. Mm-hmm. That's her gold. Yeah. So she really would only be taking a hundred of the group gold, but it would only be for the benefit of the group if she stays alive. <laughs> Girl math. Girl math. <laughs> Girl math. <laughs> so you can get a tattoo of protection for mm-hmm. three hundred gold, and it'll raise your AC by one. Cool. Um, you can. There are other tattoos you can get that are. If you wanted to raise one of your scores, like your ability scores by one, you could do that as well. Um, and then there's ones that'll add to like attack and damage and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. So. Well, wouldn't a, wouldn't a tattoo inherently increase your charisma no matter what? <laughs> Technically, yes. <laughs> it depends on what the tattoo was up. I'm just kidding. I mean, in I mean, just being a pain. Um, I think I want to do a protect a protection one, definitely. Okay, you want to get a tattoo mm-hmm. of protection? Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, this woman will look at you, and she says, "A magical protection tattoo." All right. And we have a slight wait happening, but our tattoo artists at the moment are about to be done. So, and there's two people waiting. She says, "We can probably squeeze you in in the next hour." And okay. They are magical, so they don't take, like, super long. You'll probably be here for, like, an an hour or two, depending on how detailed you want your tattoo and what you want it of. Um, but what is it that you would like? Or you can think about it if you want and just tell us when you come back. We just need, like, maybe a relative size you'd like your tattoo um, to be. Probably palm size. Well, and then I want it to include something to do with the moon. Okay, we can do that. And moon And, um... Do you have a tattoo, like, style in mind? Because that'll be depending on who I assign you to. Ooh. Ooh. You want classical? Yeah, pretty traditional. Traditional? But pretty. Traditional, traditional but feminine. <laughs> okay, we can do that. I will put you down here. And uh, she gives you, like, the sheet to fill out. And, like, you put your name and everything like that. And uh, she Are fills out, 21? like... Are you over 21? Have you had anything to drink You see her pull out this gigantic book and she starts flipping through it and she looks at you and she's like, damn fear, right? Mm -hmm. And she flips it over into the D section. She says, age of consent, age of consent. It seems to be an age of consent by species book. And she says, (laughs) there we are. Age of consent at 18. And you are over that. So you're good to go. And we will see you in about an hour. And she hands you this, she hands you this like little magical stone. And she says, this will glow when your turn is up. You got a glow stick instead of a buzzer. (laughs) A little stone with a little, like the rune on it. It actually is just the letter T like twice, like right next to each other for the Mm -hmm. uh, temptation tattoos. That's so cute. I love it. Thank is there you. a radius on this? Oh yeah, do moon? I have to stay kind of close, or will if I'm in the festival, it'll so long as you're in the festival, it'll work. Okay. You'd have to go a little ways off for it not to, but as long as you stay within the festival grounds, it'll be fine. But uh, yeah, come back and we'll awesome. uh, when it's ready, and yeah, we'll get you all set up. All right, should we get? Uh, thank you so much. Sorry. Of course. And uh, should we go do? 
my mama 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 and Asha's gonna hold on to that little buzzer. <laughs> All right. You can see it, and she's gonna watch it as if it's gonna make it <laughs> ring faster. <laughs> All righty. So you guys start making your way through parts of the festival and everything like that, and you're heading towards where you know the stage is going to be for the next like magical competition, as you've heard some rumors that it has quite the good prizes depending on how well uh, you do. And you come upon this area, and it, it's not as big as the stage where you watch the other shows. This seems to be like a smaller stage and everything like that. It's kind of set off to the side. Um, but there's like stools and like benches and some like hay bales and things like that that are set around. And uh, whatever show is there seems to be like coming to a close. And uh, a new one seems to be about to take place. As you come into the area, you see a wooden stage is adorned with a worn red curtain where a faint outline of old gold embroidery in the shape of a dragon can still be made out, despite most of the curtain being drawn back. On the right side of the stage, standing near the stairs, stands a fairly tall figure, the stage host, who seems to be a changeling, who shifts their appearance along with their gender every few minutes, almost as if they are changing their looks based on the change of the mood from the ones next to them. Interestingly enough, you notice their clothes change in style and color to match every new appearance. The host seems to be standing there by themselves for a moment as they straighten their clothes and shift their appearance to a variety of different genders and races and styles before settling on just one, and then putting on a large grin and marching up on stage. Hello and welcome to Mag's Magnificent Magical Mirages competition, where spellcasters can try their hand at dazzling us all with the turn of a magical trick. The changeling appearance shifts once again into something entirely new this time. Contestants will come up and showcase their best and most amazing spells. The magnificent performance wins a prize. And that, of course, will be voted on by all of you. So step on up. And who would like to try their magical luck first? But you see a, a furlog stands up towering over everyone and makes his way onto the stage the host seems a little surprised just because like they didn't say anything they just stood up and walked on the stage and the host goes all righty then who do we have here and the changeling they walk up they begin to shift their height to be a little bit taller so they can be a little bit closer in height to this person and uh the furblogue just kind of pauses for a long moment and goes hello <laughs> jadun the host smiles and nods it's like welcome jadun to the stage everybody and the crowd like erupts into applause Woo! and uh, jadun gives like a very relaxed and lazy smile and a light wave and uh, you can see that Jadun is like holding like a large staff and their appearance seems very almost druidic. They have like some charms like hanging in their hair and stuff like that. And you notice like some ribbons and things tied around them as well as some bits and bobs here and there. 
And as the crowd uh, claps start to die down, the host turns back to the fur blog, says, all right, Jadun, you have three and only three spells to wow and dazzle us all with. Make the most of them and best of luck. All right. Thing begins again and you see some of the lights for the stage kind of a little bit in center in on Jadun. So Ani, for a note for yourself. Um, three spells? spells no. I'll give you the exact rules for it when Jadun is done. Making Jadun, by the way, it was just so much fun. Like, I have a, I have a very detailed picture of what Jadun looks like in my head, so. Jadun stands at the center of the stage and the, the lights around it dim and center on them. Jadun closes their eyes for a moment and you feel the magic build around you all. Jadun raises their hands cupped together in front of where a small closed blossom sits in their hands. A swirl of green magic shimmers into existence, swirling lightly around Jadun almost as if blown by an unfelt wind. The shimmering energy bursts with the flower blossoming before turning to swirl around it, growing faster and begins to lift the blossom up into the air. As the blossom begins to float, the petals begin to open up and as it gently spins, the flower becomes in full bloom. The crowd offers a light applause. Then the flower begins to glow and all of the shimmering green energy rushes towards the flower. And there's a flash of bright green light and then the flower begins to morph and change. The flower begins to stretch and darken and turn into a long, gnarled and curved length of wood. A large staff with hints of green moss appear here and there, now floats where the blossom once was. The furbolg reaches out for the staff, clasping it in their hands, and slams the end of it firmly into the stage, and a burst of thin, shimmering wisps of magic fly out overhead and around the crowd and almost iridescent vines. People gasp, looking all around them. You see Jadun on stage close their eyes once more and smile slightly. As they do, the shimmering vines of magic begin to glow brightly, before suddenly popping in a flash, raining down on you and the rest of the crowd in a shower of green sparkles and beautiful, fragrant pink flowers that float gently to the ground. The crowd erupts into a roar of applause, with people cheering all about. And on stage, Jadun softly smiles, growing just a little more. The host lets a moment pass as magic settles around the crowd before coming back up on stage. Give it up for Jadun, everybody! And the crowd <gasps> loses their minds. They let out cheers and, and hoots and hollers and stuff like that. And Jadun bows once before making their way off stage. And the, the host turns and waits for Jadun to make their way off stage, which takes a moment because they're not moving very quickly. <laughs> but uh, once they're off stage, the host claps once again and says, what a beautiful display of nature and magic that was. Now, who would like to go next? I'm guessing... Jazz and Asha are just pointing at me. Like, <laughs> you see, Jazara stands up and just goes, This one, 
right here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And she looks at you and she's like, represent the city. Represent. Let's go. Okay. Okay. I'm going. I'm going. I just... Show them that you are the coolest person here. Let's go. Come on. Come on. You can do that. All right. All right. Okay. Woo. I'm the cool one. We got this. Okay. All right. You start represent to. City. You start to make your way up towards the stage and you see like a couple other people start to stand and like kind of make their way off to the side of the stage like they're going to get in line and uh the host uh claps and she says welcome welcome come come and uh and she and uh they gesture you up onto the stage and what is your name for our lovely audience valkaria valkaria everyone and then Jazara is standing like on like this stump that she was sitting on and is just cheering so loudly. She's like, Woo! Valkyria! Both Val and Ani both don't like being the center of attention. <laughs> yeah! Go, Val! You've got a pen! <laughs> I have a bag. You help me. <laughs> So the actual rules for this competition, the contestants can use up to three spells, regardless of whether they're attacks, bonus actions, reactions, whatever. In that, in this moment, none of that matters. It doesn't matter like the casting times, any of that, just pick your spells and you can do with them as you please. After each spell, you are going to make an arcana check to see how well the spell worked as if it worked <laughs> how you intended. And then you're going to make me a, uh, you're going to gain points for the record. Okay. Um, one to 10 is going to gain you two points. 11 to 14 is three points. 15 to 19 is four. 20 and above is going to be five points. And then you're going to roll a performance check at the end. And you're going to add all of those points that you got to your total. And the person with the highest score wins. Okay. Question before we begin. Yeah. Could my... Could I use minor illusion to? Can I use minor illusion as as if like let's say I want to like cast ice knife and I want but I don't want to like hurt anybody? Can I like pretend like I'm casting it and use minor illusion for it or no? I will say you can cast whichever spells you want, and if you don't want them to do damage, you can just say they don't do damage. That's okay. Fine. You can okay. just cast them as you want without having to worry about like trying to compensate for that. Because when you guys are in a combat, if you want to do non-lethal damage, all you have to do is tell me that you're not trying to murder the okay. person and like you can do that. So I will trust that you uh, like as Valkaria have enough control over your magic to not harm, harm anyone with it if you don't want to. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't want to. Scare them, maybe. Sure. But not, not, not harm. Oh, but what do I want to do? <laughs> God. Should we have planned this before? Maybe. Um, Asha, go ahead and roll me a d20, please. Sure. 12. 12? Got it. I want to use so many more than three to get, like, ah! Uh... You can use them in whatever combination you want. You can use them however you would like. Um, if only you only get to use three. Mm-hmm. If you... You can always use them at a higher level, too, if you want to say they do more or they last longer or something like that, too. Like, that's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, we're gonna do that one. We're gonna do that one. Because <laughs> we also hadn't made, decided we were gonna make her put on an entire act. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, if she wins, she gets a pretty damn good prize. So, struggle could be very, very worth it. 
Prestidigitation was only for like smells and sounds, right? Prestidigitation has a couple of things you can do with it. Um, let me be more specific for you. Prestidigitation, you can create instantaneous sounds or sensory effects such as shower of sparks, puffs of wind, faint musical notes, smells. Um, so, okay. Light candles, snuff them out. Same with small fires. And you can chill warm flavor things. You can make colors or small symbols and things like that. Okay. Uh, want to use that? Shit, what was I going to ask? That one, that one, that one. Okay. 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 Would you also like music? Yes. Oh, that's my question. Since Prestidigitation is a cantrip, does that count as a spell or can I use that in... That's a part of it. It's a spell. Motherfuck. Okay. All right. I have an idea for the most part. I see a kitty foot. Yes. <laughs> beans. Beans. Toe beans. beans. Can I ask another question on her behalf? Of course. Can you cast the same spell twice to do different things? Yeah. So, like, it'll oh. count as one of your three spells, mind you. Oh. But, but, okay, so, like, if she's, if, so if she does press the digitation to do, I don't know, music, and then mm -hmm. uses it again to do spells, that's two spells, or is that mm -hmm. one spell? That's two, two spells. Okay. Okay. Just to clarify. Yep. You're good. Okay. I have an idea. I don't know how well. Don't you dare. Okay. I have an idea. I hope it's going to work. Okay. All right. So would about, you, yes, would you like any like music? Do you want it like dark and dramatic? Do you want more like what Jadun had? Dark and dramatic. Dark and dramatic. I can do dark and dramatic. Mm-hmm. My now for my shadows. That's not that's not spells. That's true. You okay. can use those if you would like. Okay, yes, ma'am. But you do have to make sure you're using one of your like abilities and however that ties. And just tell me what ability you're putting into it. Into my shadows? Yeah, like you if you are summoning like your shadow vortex, just tell me you're summoning your Oh no, I like I just want like the shadow. So okay, so I want Val's on stage. She's gonna use press digitation to have the fog roll in. Okay. Okay. And then it's gonna get, you know, Starts cloudier. To billow. It's gonna billow, get a little thicker and cloudier, and then as it's getting cloudier and kind of coming up her body, mm -hmm. uh, her shadows start to like coalesce around her. Okay. And then she is going to cast darkness. Okay. Okay. Like the fog is still there. It's still billowing. It's, it's like it's it's thicker now. It's wisping everywhere, and you know. So Do you the want darkness me to narrate is now a that... little bit of it for you. Yes. Yes. So, as Valkaria stands at the center of the stage, and all of the lights dim, and they center on you, as they had for Jadun, and the hostess made their way off stage. You use prestidigitation, and slowly, from almost behind the stage. This fog starts to roll across the stage, and it just pours itself down off the front of the stage and out into the audience. It starts to curl and wisp around people's feet, and from in the midst of this fog, tendrils of shadows start to reach out, almost touching the people of the audience as it wisps and disappears just before it makes contact. And these shadows start to billow up and around and grow as the fog does. And just as it starts to come up around you, you cast darkness and everything turns dark.
everything in the stage just disappears and the fog from prestidigitation mixes with your darkness and they can the audience can see the shadows that you've created start to roll and just wisp around almost like they've become the fog themselves and this entire area is just enveloped in pure darkness and then while everything's in darkness and you just Val hears all the gasps and the and the you know everyone just I don't they, they don't know if they if they should be afraid or if they should be amazed and you and you see this bright red something just coming slowly out of the darkness and like it's flying like it's a meteor just gonna land right in the middle of the of the darkness and like explode out and then just Val so I'm using fireball okay. So the shadow has engulfed the whole of the stage. It's kind of roiling out amongst the people and wisps of it come off and people are just in complete silence as they're in awe, both in wonder and terror all at once. And at the very center of the stage, in this middle of this darkness, a small flicker of light appears and it starts to grow and this flame starts to shift violently back and forth and it starts to get bigger and bigger and it's almost as if it's hovering in the middle of the air and suddenly it rises up and shoots out of the darkness bursting away the shadows the fog and lands in the middle of the audience people jump back and gasp some scream as people jump out of the way and as the darkness disperses blast of fire and light suddenly there's you the stage is once again empty but you are standing in the middle of this audience as the smoke disappears and the flames die down could have said it better myself (laughs) (laughs) that takes a bow people like gasp and everything and they and they look around and they are clapping for you in just pure <laughs> amazement. The ground has like little scorch marks here and there, but nothing touched anyone. Mm-hmm. And you can still see some people looking up as like the wisps <laughs> of shadows start to disappear. So I'm going now, to have you uh, roll so, for me. Jazz and Asha being the loudest ones there and everyone's like... Yeah, we're on our feet screaming. <laughs> oh yeah, Jazara is hollering. <laughs> screaming. And uh, she's still on top of that, like, this, her seat. Stool. She's standing on top of it. Whoop, 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 Valkyria! Just as loud as she can. Okay. Val so. takes her most regal bow as she can. Mm-hmm. Make her I'm going bow. to have you do some rolls for me. Yes, okay? So you are going to first roll me your very first Arcana check, please. 22. Okay. All right. Roll me another one. Arcana? There were three spells, that's why. 21. Alright. Okay, one more. Six. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Alright, now you are going to roll me a performance check, young lady. Okay. Just once or three times? Nope, just once. This is for the overall effect that you did. 15. No, yeah, 15. 15? Okay. All right. Now I will tell you that you got a total of 27 points. And you have to beat Jadun's score. 
Jadoon, which we already rolled, only rolled a 21. Oh, damn. damn! Okay. <laughs> the crowd, when it, like, the, a couple more people, like, perform here and there, but nothing is nearly on the level of you or Jadoon. And they come and they bring, the host comes back out and says, all right, contestants, we are going to vote for your favorite performance of the night. And everybody, including you, <laughs> everybody, including you and Jadoon is led back up on stage. And like they, he goes, the, the host goes down the list. And like some of the people get, you know, smatterings of applause. And they get to Jadoon and there's quite a lot of support for Jadoon and their magical display and everything like that. And then you, the host turns and you're the last one in the row. And when the, the host turns to you and says, and Valkaria and the crowd loses their minds. They start screaming and yelling and Jazara and Asha are like yelling the loudest out of everybody. And it is an unequivocal, just absolute, you just nailed it. You are, win by a landslide. And Ooh, Val is blushing. Like, <laughs> if no one else can tell, she's blushing. And uh, Jazara is just standing there, going, yeah, yeah, as loud as she can. She's shaking like <laughs> random people that are around her. And Jazara's like, you see that? You see that? Go, Valkyra! <laughs> what I need to know is, is, does the boy see it? Oh, God. You can make me a perception check to see if he's here. Anybody who wants to see if the boy's here. Where did my favorite? What did I? Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> I got a 17. 17? Mm -hmm. You kind of like get the idea is like, I wonder. And you start to look around and uh, towards the back of the audience, standing kind of off to the side, is a familiar dark clad figure. That was notice. Val doesn't notice, but Asha does, and he kind of like. And she is squealing. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, like, as you kind of like, you're looking at him, and he turns, and he makes eye contact with you, Asha, and he kind of like raises a brow, and he kind of smirks at you a little bit, and he turns and like he walks off. Ah, <laughs> oh, the screaming, the, the screaming. screaming. <laughs> and Val like, just like, probably yeah. thinks Asha's. Yeah. Asha probably just think Asha's losing her mind. It's fine. Uh huh. And Jazara's just cheering next to you and all that. And she she doesn't know this because she didn't look for him, so. But oh, is Asha gonna tell her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the rest of the contestants clear and make their way off stage. And, and uh, the host brings Valkaria to the center. Says, well, contestant, congratulations. You are tonight's grand champion. How do you feel? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> that didn't sound forced at all. No, no. No, I don't want to be up here. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm humble for humbled. strangers enjoying. Humble. I'm humble. Yes. For, sorry, I'm humble for having so many strangers enjoy my performance. <laughs> don't and be weird. I can't help it. Don't be weird. Kaylin kind of like looks at you like awkwardly. Like, All right, well, let's get you your grand off the stage, and makes a show of turning around. And there's a very large chest in the back of the stage, and says, "Well, you are our grand winner, and with winning comes an awfully grand and magical prize." And makes a show of like flourishing open the chest, and reaches in, and then 
pulls out this cloth and just flicks it and uh, says, and kind of like shows it across the it walks across the stage like showing off like this dark shimmery cloth and the crowd oohs and ahs and kind of like around behind you Aww. and comes to stand next to you on your left side once again and says you valkaria for being the most magnificent mirage caster of the evening have won yourself a cloak of protection oh damn uh -huh. yeah. oh it's gonna be so useful <laughs> <laughs> she's very squishy yes yes she is she's very squishy so the cloak of protection for ani's information it requires attunement and we haven't really had a lot of attunement items, but uh, I think you each have one now. But now uh, Valkyrie has two. You can have three in total. Um, it requires attunement, and it is going to raise your AC by one. So you're going to go from well, a, 11 to 12. An 11 to 12. So The attunement, the other one I have is the Hallow's Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you're attuned to. So you have one open yeah. attunement slot at the moment. So... Um, not all magical items require attunement, yeah. but, you know. Uh, but yeah, so you uh, get a nice cloak of protection to make yourself a little less squishy. And going to fist it in one hand and just put it up in the air, and, like, looking straight at Jazz, and I should be like, Protection! Woo! Protection! And we're just spazzing. We're just spazzing and <laughs> just absolutely losing your minds and just dancing around. And, just, and uh, as you, like, the host kind of, like, makes a, the crowd applause once more and then leads you off stage. And as you're getting off stage, uh, the host kind of claps you on the shoulder and says, Well, good job. That was quite the impressive display. Thank you. I don't get to show off the dark side too much. Well, it certainly makes for an impressive performance. If you ever decide you want to line in showbiz, you just let me know. I could get you gigs all over Exandria. I'll take your card. And pulls out a card and hands it to you. I'm like, here you go. Feel free to uh, just, you can use, the, there's a little magical arcane circle, like, on the card. It says if you just uh, put a little drop of water onto that and, well... You can write a message on the back and it'll be sent to me. And on the card, it just says Nihilus, magic, menageries, miracles, and more. Okay. God damn. All right. And you walk off stage and you're immediately assaulted by Jazara, who full body tackles you. <laughs> it's just like she wraps you up, lifts you off the ground and spins in several circles around and around and around and around. You did it! Holy shit! That was so good! That was so good! That was so good! Damn! Like, I wanted to do that for a while. It's like, and you didn't maim anybody either! That was more impressive, I think! Yay. Yeah! Yeah, that, that is the bigger part. I didn't really hurt anybody. We so knew like, you could do it. Everybody was alive by the end of it, and it was really cool, so that's really cool. Mother would be so pleased. <laughs> your mother would be pissed that you decided to put on a plate like a common, are you kidding me? But your dad would have been delighted. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dad oh, yeah. would be whooping alongside Jazz. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, Jazara kind of slings an arm around each of you. She says, you guys have kicked so much ass today. <laughs> yeah. Asha with the uh, rocket flamethrower coming out of her hand. <laughs> Captain, queen of the boat. You want an <laughs> archery round? Yeah, Jazz Which, is gonna have to kick ass in round two tomorrow. If I don't walk does. away with that grand grand prize, leave my ass here. <laughs> There's no way you won't win. No way. No. I better. I'll, win. I'll slap a dead to... fish into anyone's face yeah. who thinks they can beat. Hell you. yeah, you will. <laughs> I ain't dealing with this shit. Mm, I'm not gonna be the only lame one here. Mm. <laughs> As if you could ever be lame. Right. Ah, and she kind of uh walk you guys start to like walk off and Jazara still has her arms thrown around both of you and she says, So let's see, let's see, let's see the cool cloak. Come on, put it Smells on about the little twirl and puts the cloak over her shoulders. Eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? What you think? What you think? It's very light, billowy material, and you notice like as you kind of walk, it does that dramatic like snape thing, like when Snape marches ah, down yeah. the corridors, it kind of like billows out behind you that Yay. way. It's just like no matter how light your steps are, it does the dramatic billow and uh you notice like when you stop it kind of comes down over you like automatically like it's protecting you and you just feel a little little sturdier with it on i think i'm gonna live in this thing if it's supposed to protect you more yeah please do yeah for for everybody's peace of mind for mine mostly mine in all honesty please you're so squishy you're so squishy i know i'm the squishy one here i know you'll be less squishy and ash is gonna be less squishy too damn Mm-hmm. Ooh, and then she's like checking the stone to see if it's lit up yet, and she's like, and it, it does. Lit up? Ah! <laughs> Let's go. It's tattoo time. Woo! And, just make, and we just make a party line over there, whooping and screaming, and we are the most annoying people at the carnival. But it's oh, okay. Yeah. And I have a feeling that Alcindrin is somewhere there, seeing all this, and. <laughs> Like Val has temporarily forgotten that she was smitten with a guy and forgot how to speak. And she's just like, fuck it, back to being normal. Yeah. Jazara, as you guys are like making your way back to the tattoo parlor, she grabs a round of drinks for everyone. And she walks up to like one of these stalls and there's a lady there and she says, just give me three different but interesting things. And the lady kind of looks at her a little strange. She's like, alcoholic? Non-alcoholic. And Jazara turns at the group. Yeah consensus alcoholic alcoholic yeah yeah alcoholic alcoholic and the lady's like all right and she the lady kind of looks at you like how many deeper are you already (laughs) yeah none and uh, the lady just like look these ladies have earned it they've kicked so much ass today and uh, the lady kind of smiles and she sets three different drinks in front of you one of them is a very dark purple color it kind of like swirls around a little bit and it seems to be little uh it it almost you would think it was glitter almost but it, it doesn't seem to be like have you guys seen that iridescent like glitter Didn't wine you make some of those yeah oh, those potion bottles yeah yeah kind of like that but it like you could drink it and not go to the hospital <laughs> because they're edible things. I don't know what was in Ani's potion bottles, but I don't. I hope they're not for consumption. Visually, visually speaking, that's I know what we're visually speaking. And uh, this, and the lady pushes that one forward, and she says, "This is called the Drown at Dusk, and it is a dark brandy made under starlight, and it has captured pieces of starlight." 
then the other one comes in like this kind of like a um it almost like a margarita glass kind of and the edges of it are frosted and the woman says this is called the frigid foes it is blended whiskey and depending Mm. on what the weather is on the outside and she kind of gestures at your kind of warm day the drink is the opposite so on a warm Mm. day like today it's a little on the frosty side Mm. and it is it's got it's whiskey and uh, a little bit of like I won't say mint because that doesn't sound good, like whiskey and mint, but it kind of, like, when you drink it, it gives that, like, fresh taste. In your no, mouth. no, it, those go together because the mint julep is bourbon and mint. Mm. Yeah, just, I guess it just kind of depends on whether or not you think it would sound good, pretty and, yeah. cold and slightly blended, <laughs> so, like, with ice. Yeah, I think she just wants the, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. effect. And the last one comes in a very interesting shaped glass. It is actually curved, kind of like an S, but it, instead of like curving over like an S, it just keeps going upward. And it's twisted in several different ways, and it is a bright green. Mm. And the woman puts this down and she says, where I'm from, we call this the Menagerie's Curse. It's tequila specifically from the Menagerie Coast. Once a blessing, and is now cursed all who dare drink it. Or at least, that's the rumor. And she pushes mm. that one forward, too. Ooh. Any Bottoms preferences? Up, or would you like to just... I call the purple one. And just yeah, as like, I require at least one drink out of that, because I want to know what Starlight tastes like. Okay. Yeah, I, I, we all get to try everything. Okay. You guys kind of pass the drinks around a little bit, and overall, yeah, they're all pretty good. And uh, you guys can settle on whichever drinks you'd like. Um, Jazara doesn't have a preference because she got to taste Starlight, and she just thought that was the coolest thing on the planet. So, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so you guys start making your way, drinks in hand, to the tattoo parlor. And for the record, <laughs> all three of those drinks are homebrew from us. That uh, is Ooh. already released. Yeah, they're all three mm. drinks on our Drinks and Dragons menu, which can be found on our website for anybody who's curious. Drinks and Dragons, I love it. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, odd situations in which call for me getting to actually talk about the drinks or the food in the actual game, but there you go. And you guys make your way over to the tattoo mm. parlor, and as you get there, the woman kind of stands up. And she says, you're back, all right. So, do you have an idea of what kind of a design you would like? Um, I definitely would like a moon, and then um, maybe the moon phases would be good. All right. And she's going to describe something like this. Okay. <laughs> like a little little field? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, she kind of walks you over and she says, let me introduce you to your artist for the day. And she walks you over to a half-orc male, and he's kind of sitting there, like his current client has, uh, is finishing up, and like they're having a conversation, and starts to walk off as uh, this woman brings you to him, and she says, this is Dargoth. Dargoth, I'd like you to meet your newest client. And she turns to you, like, looking for your name. Hi, I'm Asha. Hand out, you know. Nice to meet and- you. He like he has the wand in his hand and he trades hands and he put and his hand is much bigger than yours. This is a huge <laughs> dude. And this guy if he stands up is six eight. This is a, mm. a big dude. 
He is um, a naturey shade of green, and uh, he's wearing naturey shade of green. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like um, Shrek. Shade of green. Don't you dare! No Man. more Shrek. <laughs> Am I gonna have to make a Shrek one shot? Is that Please what's don't. happening? No, no. <laughs> are we are we doing no. Shrek one shots now? No. We can make Ani DM it. No. Jessica is determined to make me hate. Shrek. Oh, that she Shrek keeps... porn book, right? Yeah. <laughs> I need to talk to Jessica because I'm I'm honestly curious at this point. It can't Did be weird or old. I, I don't know. I, I think she wants us to read it so she can read it with us. That's like, what I thought, I'm yeah. fully willing to read it with Jessica. Like, let Jessica, let's do this. Like, come on. I might I'll read it with to you. Read it. <laughs> I it can't be weirder than anything else I've read. Like, no, it's literally. It's got a sequel isn't too. it called Get in My Swamp? Is it not called Get in My Swamp? Ogre. Oh, I'll read it with her. Like I ain't got no issues. Like let's go. Yeah, it's called Get in My Swamp, an ogre love story. All right. <laughs> it's not weirder than anything I like. Girls. Like, True. I might be the most asexual person you've ever met, but I have also read the weirdest smut any of you have ever, <laughs> ever heard of. So, yeah. that, I've been reading fan fiction for a long time, ladies. <laughs> long yeah. time. The, the tags are monsters, dark romance, erotic romance, fantasy romance, erotica, paranormal romance, and sexy. And, and sexy. <laughs> it doesn't even register as mild on my list of weird shit. No, no. Mm. Maybe it's normal, and if I just pretend it's a man, it's fine. Until they describe I, it. Please, just not the little antenna things. I just, mean, I that, yeah, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing I've read. Not at all. No, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, Tattoo Homie, that I have now completely forgotten his name. His name is Dargoth, and uh, he Dargoth. reaches out and shakes your hand. Ah, alright. Welcome. Please go ahead and take a seat. And he kind of like leans over and he sees uh, Val and uh, Jazar. And he's like, are you staying or leaving? Staying Jazar to watch. Staying to watch? All right. Take a seat. And he gets just like some extra stools at the side. It's like, it might be a little bit, depending on what she wants. So, it says here you're looking for a tattoo of protection? Yes, sir. All right. What do you got in mind? This. <laughs> and you kind of describe to him like this this circle with like the different phases what? of the moon by the way where is your shield she carries magic. it I carry it. <laughs> okay, it's always on much, you yeah it's always on her like first backpack yeah, yeah like you, you can just, put it on her back you can just whip it out and be like this I want this right <laughs> well I wouldn't have it at the festival because we're having a good time that's fair but if you're not carrying it actively on your person your AC is going to go down mm. okay. so you can say like I will, I'm willing to say that you can connect it, like, to your back and, like, wear it, like, mm-hmm. Captain America style, the way he just has some kind of yes. weird holster on his back. You can do that. Like, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to say that you have one of those, that's, per- I, yeah, I, I didn't like assume you were wearing it on your arm at all, at all moments, because the mm-hmm. amount of times you would accidentally smack into Jazara and Valkaria would be ridiculous. Yeah. So. Or not so accidentally. Exactly. It would not Clang. be accidental to, to towards the Val, not at all. No, I I assume I've always assumed it's like on the, my back. Like if I have like mm-hmm. a bandolier or something, it can you know. Yeah, and so you reach up to like maybe pull your shield forward, and as you do, and you kind of like hold it out in front of you, um, there's a goose sitting on top of it. 
And then, like, the goose <laughs> is looking directly at, at Dargoth. He goes, Nyeh. Not the goose. I don't want the goose as a tattoo. Are you sure? I mean, I could do a goose tattoo. It'd be kind That's of very kind. <laughs> it's a very like, kind to offer. But uh, can someone take the goose, please? The goose goes, Goosey! Over here. And it waddles off the end of the shield, drops down, lands in Dargoth's lap, walks off the lap, falls onto the floor, and just waddles over to Valkyrie. Goosey! Possibly. I would like you to meet a new friend. Val puts her palm up to her little, towards her horns where her little barbel eye is. And Sir Goosington's head just goes up, and he kind of like flaps his wings and he pops up into your lap, and then he just kind of like stretches his little neck all the way up. Be nice. Okay? Be nice. So Val's gonna put the marble eye in her hand and then bring it down, and she tells the marble eye, it's okay, he's not gonna hurt you. And they, marble eye, goosey, goosey. Marbleye. And Sir Goosington stares and stares and like the marble eyes kind of like hiding behind your fingers just a little bit <laughs> as you're holding it. And just kind of like peeking out on the side and then the goose just kind of like as the marble eye leans around your fingers, Sir Goosington's head also leans in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> and like gets a little closer and they just kind of have a stare <laughs> off and Sir Goosington and just reaches out and just mouth open just closes over the top of your marble eye and just lifts his head up and tries to figure out how to eat your marble eye. Goosey! Bad Goosey! Bad! Drop it! Drop it! Drop it! Now! Now! Goosey I will not even let you sleep on me again. Put and you see, down. like, the little marble eyes legs are just flailing and flailing and flailing. And Jazara goes and picks Sir Goosington up, like, butt first and holds him into the air. Let it go! Drop it! Drop it! Drop it! Drop it! And Sir Goosington, now. like, drops it and like you reach your hands and up i catch, catch him yeah the marble eye and uh Dargoth is just sitting there the whole time looking at all of this and just turns and looks at asha and says, i can see why you don't want the gooses to touch you <laughs> i'm so sorry not now, the weirdest the thing i've seen back today. up on her back up on by her horn just the hair today i'm so terrified um maybe goosey would like to go for the snack goosey <laughs> how many drinks you had today Snack! I said snack. Yeah. Uh, no, I want to see how many drinks he's had first. And Sir Goosington shakes his head now. Do I believe that? Roll for me. Uh, I'm going to have you roll an inside check. 14. <laughs> Sir Goosington rolled a 6 in deception. You don't believe that. There was a period you noticed where he disappeared. So... Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't you don't believe him. Not at all. No. Uh, uh yeah, I, I don't believe I don't buy that at all. <clears throat> okay, ja- Jazz, do you wanna chaperone while we get this goose less drunk or do you wanna stay with Asha? Uh she's chaperoning. Yeah, yeah. Chaperoning. Yeah. It's like don't she just kind of looks down. Did she just makes eye contact with Asha and she's I'm gonna go I'm gonna okay, you good? <laughs> Asha just nods vigorously, like, yeah. I'll be fine. Valkaria, like, as you and Sir Goosington walk, and Jazara passes by Asha, says, If I didn't, there wouldn't be a festival still standing by the time her date rolls around. <laughs> Protect her for the date at all costs. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, she's going to lean in close to you, Asha, and she's going to say an undercommon, 
And if he tries anything, and she kind of like side eyes your tattoo artist, I'll help you bury any bodies you come across. I think we'll be okay, but I appreciate the offer. Bob's gonna chime in. Hmm? All the time. Can I use the body? Get out! Go. <laughs> go. Absolutely. Just go. And I like, just see Jazz pushing Belle uh-huh. back out of the Pushes her out into the, into the space. And, uh, yeah, Asha, you are now free of some serious distractions. And uh, your tattoo artist gestures for you to, like, sit on this, uh, on this chair and says, well, let's start off with where do you want it? Uh, between my shoulder. All right. my neck. And you want it to kind of look like your shield here, the symbol yes, is on it? All right. Yes, please. And uh, he kind of looks at it and says, the Moonweaver. Good choice. I thought so. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, kind of, uh, you see, like, he takes the wand and he says, do you want an exact replica or would you like it to have a little flourish to it? Color, no color? Definitely color. And let's, let's do a little flourish. All right. And you see he takes his, like, magical wand, and he starts drawing in the air in -hmm. front of you. And as he does, like, magical color starts to come out of it and starts replicating your shield and your moonweaver symbol. And as he does, like, he, he makes all of these phases of the moon, and he starts drawing constellations in between them and around them. And... Kind of like every once in a while we'll like look over at you and like get your opinion and just like do you you know like whether or not you like these constellations and all that or if like you like the placement and can change the and like starts changing the different shades of like purple and silver and all of that and kind of like get your best estimate of like what you like and what you prefer and uh so, and like can change the size of it too smaller and bigger however you would like it and mm-hmm. you guys spend some time just going through it and uh and it gives like this final product that looks a lot like your shield but has all of these extra like constellations in it and these kind of like there's little bits in of stars like flecked around the edges as well and in between like where the actual symbol for the moonweaver is you see like the tip of like the arrow that is a part of the moonweaver symbol uh the silver of what should be like the the metal of the arrow just almost seems to glow and it looks like genuine metal. Nice. Ooh. And uh, he kind of looks at you and says, well, what do you think? And Asha's just completely <gasps> big eyes. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> she, at this point, she's just so excited. She can't keep it to herself. She's like, yes, I love it. <laughs> all right. And uh, and how big does Asha want it? You want it to cover, well, since, like, it got all, since it got all detailed... Mm-hmm. Um, she's gonna have to go bigger than her original estimate, so probably a little bigger than her hand. About five inches in diameter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, okay. yeah, like, yeah. And where you want it on your back? Between my shoulder blades. Yeah. Between your shoulder blades. Okay. And as you see, like he puts a couple of like finishing touches on it here and there, and then you watch as he picks up this magical wand and he kind of waves it around the whole image and he touches it at the top, and all of a sudden, what was a stagnant image begins to move, and you see the stars blink in and out of, like, different constellation colors, and you see that these moons go in phases from one to the other as they appear and disappear around, 
and like it, it starts with like the new moon and that one will be there and like you can see the outline of it and then that disappears and then next to it like the next phase and the, and the next phase and the next phase until the bottom Why can't like to do this because magic <laughs> and but this I, whole I, image I just takes shape and you can see like the actual symbol of the moon weaver like the bow that's a part of the image it gets drawn back with the arrow on it and is like you can tell like the bow tightens and before it like loosens as the arrow gets like weaker and it's just a beautiful celestial display in a tattoo. And oh, it's she's like, so excited. It's like, all right, turn around and show me where you want it. This will <clears> take <throat> maybe 30 minutes to an hour. Okay. And then so Asha's going to take off, like, she's got, like, maybe, like, a light. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, she's already taken off the shield since mm-hmm. she has yeah. to do this. Um, and then she's going to just, like, like, a little sweater thing. So, but, like, so she's in, like, a shift. And so you can see all right. that. Like a camisole yeah. underneath kind of thing. And you lay down, and you and he starts to get to work. And we will pan over while that's happening to our chaos crew. <laughs> Valkaria, is there anything specifically you wanted to do besides getting Goosey a snack? Uh, I already have an outfit for tonight. Mm-hmm. I got my my mm-hmm. ring. Mayhap a little perfume. A little what? Perfume. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. You do have perfumes available back at the inn. You can use. That's right, we do. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. um, Val. Val also wants a snack. Okay, you guys she can had go. A drink. She wants a snack. Ourselves a snack, sure. And uh, making sure Goosey doesn't get any more drinks. You do keep Goosey in line as you guys go, and you start looking for a snack, and um, you walk across a couple of the booths and maybe partake in a couple of different foods here and there. You get a couple of different things you've never seen before, and. Jazara, who's just at whim, like buys random food stuffs just for you to split and try. And anything you don't like, you guys feed to Sir Goosington as you go. And he seems happy to eat absolutely anything. And uh, yeah, you guys kind of wander around for a little bit before. Question: What is what is Alcindrin's choice of weaponry? I forgot. Swords. Mm. Swords. Okay. Something sharp. Mm. Okay. Because I want to say that Val stops and like something she sees at a at a shop or something, you know, just catches her eye and goes, he would hopefully appreciate this <laughs> and, you know, picks it up. I want to say it's some kind of claw because it's sharp. Okay. Mm. She sees some like sharp claw. And she's like, I want to purchase this. Purchase, purchase. As you're kind of like walking around, you <clears throat> kind of come across a uh, one of the displays as a blacksmith. And he's selling mm-hmm. different kinds of weaponry and things like that. And you happen to see a display of knives. And one of them is a curved blade. And that almost looks like it's a, like, almost like a raptor claw, but a little bigger. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it has, like, a like a hold it, you know, for your hand where it fits around it. And it's very sharp. And it's from, like, tip to end, it is jet black. But in Ooh. the handle part of it, it has a very intricate dragon motif into it. Yes, 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 yes. That's all you want. And uh, the blacksmith sees you eyeing some of the wares. Anything look interesting, young lady? This uh, black claw looking (laughs) knife. The dragon's claw. Yeah, exactly what it looks like. Exactly. And uh, he says 15 gold. 
What's so special about it? It's a dragon's claw. <laughs> Jazara kind of looks at him like, like literally, or he says, "Yeah, like I melted and ground up. I ground up parts of an old dragon's claw and put it into the metal while it was melting." What does a dragon's claw? How does it enhance the the metal? Makes the blade nearly impossible to break. What can break it? The dragon's claw. I imagine. Maybe a dragon's tooth. A dragon. Alright, 15 gold it is. Alright, sure. She was so ready to haggle. (laughs) (laughs) Mark off 15 gold, my dear. As soon as I have my my notebook back. You need to keep an eye on your gold, because that's what she said last time, too. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can see this is a thing that Toby likes to do. Uh Uh-huh. She's cute, though, so she deserves it. I'm gonna take... Okay, she says there's 350 in Val's space, Mm. so I'm just gonna subtract 15. Okay. You kind of subtract some gold for that. And let's see. Jazara, while you guys are there, like, she purchases some more arrows. I'll knock off a couple gold for her because she just buys a bunch. She can fit just so many of them in her quiver. So she just kind of stocks up on a whole bunch of arrows for her. How many do you want to say she took? Because I can keep track of that too if you want. Oh, she has her own goal. I just subtracted okay. it from that. So Okay, cool. And it's not it's not very much. For like regular arrows, like it's a couple of gold here and there. Because she mm-hmm. bought quite a few. But uh, yeah, so you guys do a little bit of shopping and wandering around and after maybe an hour-ish, you make your way back to the tent where uh, Asha is in just in time for Asha to finish up. Asha, like, the magic of it, you felt no pain. You felt this tingling sensation of magic. And a little odd because it's somebody else's magic that you felt mm-hmm. the whole time. So, like, it's a little, it's a little almost itchy. Mm-hmm. You know, like it makes you makes you just want to like want to roll your shoulder blades a little bit just with the feeling of it. But yeah, it didn't hurt. You can feel the magic kind of settle into you. And it's like as he finishes up, the whole of your tattoo just kind of glows with magical power, and mm-hmm. you feel this magic settle around you, and it feels like warm but strong. And your AC goes up by one. Yay! Woo-hoo! And that AC will stay up by one, even if you took all of your like armor off. Whatever your natural mm-hmm. armor is, without your armor on, it is now increased by one. So nice. So if there's ever a situation where you don't have your armor on you, um, your armor class is now sixteen in total. So if Asha gets into a uh, situation ship, <laughs> right? <laughs> a situation ship. A situation ship. <clears throat> And as you finish up, uh, Asha, and you pay Dargoth, and mm-hmm. uh, just as you're getting all ready and everything and gathering your stuff back up, your party comes back through the doors, and Jazara uh, kind of walks over to you. And in under, under common, she says, well, you're still alive, so that's good. How did it go? Hmm. Very good. Very good. He's so bad. Let's see. Let's, let's see. It moves. Oh. It moves, girl. It moves. It moves. It All shimmers. compliments to the artiste. And Jazara uh, like kind of kind of looks over at him. It's like that's some damn good work, dude. And uh, and he kind of just gives a little bit of a half bow in the process and says, "Definitely one of the more interesting ones I've done today." 
you didn't want somebody's name on you. So like that's at least <laughs> yeah. there. So <laughs> somebody's name. It's like you didn't make me put somebody's name on you and you didn't make me cover up somebody's name. So I'll take it. Right on, right on. Right on. And then uh Ash is gonna slip him some extra silver on the side as a tip. So All right. That works. You tip him. And uh as you like gather up all your gear and everything, you guys look out and um it's starting like it's not sunset, but it's definitely within probably the next hour or so. So if you guys wanted to make your way back to the inn to get ready for somebody's date, would be a good time to do so. Oh, there's squealing girlness going on right now. Yes, yes. The, I need to get ready. So you guys but look. Yeah. And like when right when uh Val says, but look, she puts the like the claw right in front of Bosch's face. Ooh. Look. Uh Jazara, who's been walking around with Sir Goosington under her arm the whole time, by the way, <laughs> so he doesn't get like into mischief. Just right. please don't poke Asha's eye out with that thing before you give it to him. Let him poke somebody's eye out with it. Yeah, let him let him do let him do the poking. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to poke me with something else. Yes. Yes, yes. You guys make your way back to the Wistful Waters. It's a it's about a 15, 20 minute walk. Uh, and you guys make your way back there. And Valkaria, you guys make it back to the room and you have all the time you'd like to get dressed. And uh, you've probably got about 30 minutes before you guys need to leave. And so you mm -hmm. can make it there on time. All right. But yeah, you guys have had an interesting day. You've got a tattoo. You got a cloak of protection. You won a race um asha just went ham on a boat you guys also spent a obscene amount of gold today but uh absolutely worth it for a tattoo of protection which i'm a little surprised that valkari didn't get one too but you know you guys can always go back and get regular tattoos too if you want any and uh yeah so but the tattoo is a very pretty choice by the way so that'll be That'll be lovely and useful, along with the cloak of protection. That's also very useful. So you guys are all set. You've got a uh, a fun date ahead of you, along with the uh, bonfire, which signals the end of the first day of the festival. Give Ani a chance to uh, get all set and ready for her little her date with Althindran Valisar. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm glad you guys had fun. We'll start the next session off with the start of Valkaria's date. So Ani has a whole month to psych herself up for that one. And, uh, and yeah, you guys can, uh, and don't forget Valkaria, you still have to go pick up your ring on day two from the, from clock and cause that's, that'll be ready the next day. And, uh, yeah, so next session date clock and uh jazara's competition and uh maybe the uh group maze game that you guys have come across and heard about so yeah and yeah, that's all day two stuff with the exception of the date so yeah all righty well we will end our session here and uh thank you guys all so so very much for listening and joining us on another session it's always so fun to visit our version of exandria so we will see all of you next time and uh yeah stay tuned for val's date <laughs>
All right, everybody, we have made it to the end of the session. And surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly, in all honesty, uh, the party is all still alive. So I'm going to read you guys some disclaimers as we wrap up the evening. All of the music from the episode can be found from either tabletopaudio.com or was made in-house by me and can be found on either Serendipitous Setting on YouTube or on our website. Sorry, not sorry, ge.com. Wixite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E.com forward slash TSN SGP. You can also find the link for our site on our link tree on Instagram at the Sorry Not Sorry Generation. Along with links to some other really interesting stuff and while you're on our website, you can find the rest of our homebrew as well as maps and a bunch of nameless city lore if you're interested in some of the background of our city that we created as well as a map of the city too. The Sorry Not Sorry Generation has no affiliation with Wizards of the Coast or Critical Role. We're just using their mechanics and their world, like all the indie campaigns do, to have fun. We also have no affiliation with Tabletop Audio, just using their wonderful, wonderful music to make the episodes a little more interesting for you all to listen and a little more immersive for my players to hear. The Some of the pieces that you hear in, like the Marble Eye, those are created outside of myself, and you can find the disclaimer for that at the end of our previous episode, where I all of the animals and things that we encountered throughout that episode, I give you guys the information of who made it and where you can find it. The Nameless City itself, however, is an original piece of homebrew by the Sorry Not Sorry Generation, and if you have any questions about our campaign or any of the homebrew elements, whether it's about the revamp of Valkaria's Shadow Sorcerer class, the uh, Sir Goosington, to be fair, and any of the other elements that we have, including all of the food and drink you heard from this episode and the last one, are all from our homebrew D&D style RPG menus. So you can go over to our website and you can check out uh, Drinks and Dragons and our wild menu for all the foods and drinks that you hear in the episode. Beyond that, feel free to reach out to us, whether it's questions about the podcast or the D&D campaign itself, or if you just want to stop by and say hi. We're always welcome to talk to you guys about D&D, our episodes, and we're also curious for any recommendations you have on episodes that you'd like to see us say or play in the future. So reach out, say hello, and uh, don't be shy. Thanks, guys. Bye. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns.